I don't know about you, but I've seen my fair share of far-out movies. Some fall into the category of bonkers but brilliant. Here, I'll be assessing one such movie. Toby Hooper's Life Force. My name is Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life, from man to woman. Changing, growing, burning for our life force. Welcome, valued listener, to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. There's life, Jim, but not as we know it. Life Force, 1985. Having secured his status in the field of horror for directing The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Fun House, and Poltergeist, it was unsurprising that Toby Hooper would end up making Life Force. It's a once-seen, never-forgotten cinematic experience, based on the absorbing 1976 novel The Space Vampires by Colin Wilson. The space shuttle Churchill, which is led by an Anglo-American crew, make an astonishing discovery adjacent to Halley's Comet, an alien spaceship 150 miles in length. Inside it, the astronauts find not only countless numbers of long-dead bat-like creatures, but also three individuals that are humanoid in form, perfectly resting in suspended animation, each in their own glass container. Two are male in appearance, but it's the stunning female form which draws the most attention. So transfixing as to literally be Sleeping Beauty. Oh, and all three are found stark naked. The Churchill aims to bring these aliens back to Earth, but its communication with terra firma is cut off. A rescue team is sent out to locate the shuttle, and all bar one member of its crew is found dead. The survivor, Colonel Tom Carlson, is eventually found in an escape pod. In the meantime, the aliens have been placed in the European Space Research Centre in London. But things get decidedly spooky when the alluring female suddenly reanimates and drains the life force from her first victim before effortlessly escaping. From the heavily armed centre, the hunt is on whilst this striking creature ignites a vampiric plague across the land and is ultimately joined by her male friends. The French actress Matilda May was just 18 years old when she was cast as Space Girl. Her total screen time runs for a mere seven minutes or so, but Matilda had to appear completely nude for most of it. It's been documented that she was very comfortable doing this. I should add that Matilda is beautifully lit and she dominates the scenes. Chris Jagger and Bill Malin played the male aliens, but due to the double standards 
of filming at the time. They weren't allowed to be shown fully naked. Matilda spoke very little English back then and so had to learn her lines phonetically. Colin Wilson was not a fan of this movie but at least he was able to quip. Well at least there's a lot of full frontal nudity. Tut tut Colin. For the part of the second vampire Toby Hooper had wanted to cast the British rocker Billy Idol. Unfortunately Billy's touring dates clashed with this movie's shooting schedule. Toby had directed the pop promo for Billy's song Dancing With Myself and just like this movie it offers up an apocalyptic tale. Carlson the astronaut who falls for and develops a psychic link with Space Girl was played by Steve Relsback. He was all too convincing as Charles Manson in the 1976 TV movie Helter Skelter and he also gave an excellent performance in Richard Rush's 1980 film The Stuntman. Some might say Steve is over the top in life force but I simply say that he gave a committed performance. From the director of Poltergeist, from the special effects creator of Star Trek The Motion Picture, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins. Carlson teams up with the dynamic SAS Colonel Colin Kane in the hopes of defeating the alien threat. Colonel Kane is played by Peter Firth, a fine English actor who was best known then for appearing in the movie adaptation of Equus. These days, most people know Peter for playing Harry Pierce in the popular BBC series Spooks. By the way, Firth is married to Alexandra Pig, the actress who was supposed to play Helen Lyle in the original Candyman movie. The part of Colonel Kane had been offered to Anthony Hopkins, who turned it down. Terence Stamp was also approached, but nothing came of it. It said that Michael Caine was considered too, which would have been great, seeing the fab actor play a character with his own surname. The British actor Nicholas Ball plays the Churchill astronaut named Roger. Nicholas once revealed that the flying harness he used for the floating in space effect had been the same one utilised by Christopher Reeve for the first three Superman movies. Almost 40 years on, this movie's special effects remain largely impressive. One of the finest I've ever seen is the part in which copious amounts of blood flood into a helicopter in flight. The blood collects itself together and suddenly congeals into the shape of Space Girl before exploding. It is astonishingly good. Life Force's special effects were produced by the award-winning John Dijkstra, who first came to the public's attention for his work on George Lucas's original Star Wars movie. And it's lovely having a couple of reliable thespians in supporting roles. The part of Dr. Hans Falada, an expert on vampirism and longevity, was played by the elegant Frank Finlay, and Patrick Stewart appears as Dr. Armstrong, the manager of a psychiatric hospital. 
By the way, in the early stages of production, Marina Sirtis was among the actresses, considered for the part of Space Girl. Instead, she would go on to join Patrick Stewart on Star Trek The Next Generation as counsellor Deanna Troy. The first half of Life Force is fairly faithful to the source novel, but its second half imaginatively rips off huge chunks of Quatermass and the Pit from 1967. Dan O'Bannon, who had been involved in the screenplays for Dark Star, Alien and Dead and Buried, co-wrote this movie's screenplay with Don Jacoby. Studio tinkering may have added to this movie's wild and chaotic nature, but I've always found it a beautiful mess. Henry Mancini's delightful music score is another plus. Life Force was filmed at various locations in the United Kingdom and shooting took place between February and June 1984. It was released in the States on the 21st of June 1985 and in the UK on October the 4th that same year. The film made just $11.6 million at the box office from a budget of around $25 million. But those of us who wish to can still embrace it for weaving a demented kind of magic. I'm Stephen Archibald and thank you very much for listening to my podcast. They came from within cult movie reviews. You can follow me if you like and all of my episodes are available via most podcast platforms. Take care of yourself and goodbye for now. Old is the universe, colder than space. Their shadow is on the earth, growing larger every moment as they get closer. Their hunger and their power will soon become our terror. From the director of Poltergeist, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins.